Hi, and welcome to the 13th Gate. We are your gatekeepers. I'm Amber. And I'm Kat. So tonight is going to be part of a series we're going to call Fantastic Fandom of Fancy Fetishes. Ooh. Try saying that ten times fast with a ball gag. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Take that ball gag, though. (laughs) So we're going to start this off with a little bit of a PSA. Some of the things that we may be discussing may be triggers for some people. Um, but understand we don't ever pass judgment. You want to reach out to us, please feel free to email us, um, get in touch with us. Uh, the things that we are going to discuss, you know, do your research on. We've researched our topics. Um, a lot of this is our voiced opinions. We're not experts on anything. And if you would like to educate us further on anything, do so. Reach out. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. So, um, you know, that's kind of our little bit of prelude to get into this, but... I mean, we are going to be sharing our personal opinions on some of these things, whether we think we could do it or be into it. We might not be able to be into it. Um, we both have taken the BDSM test. Um, if you want to take that, you can go to bdsmtest.org. Um, you can take it anonymously or you can take it, um, I guess they, you, you, Public, I do a make a, an account, I guess, I guess it's called or whatever. Um, we may or may not share ours. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. You may or may not be lucky. But speaking of testing, you know, anytime you're talking about a sexual relationship, there's a certain kind of testing that needs to happen. And it should be your first question to whomever you are going to engage in any kind of sexual relationship with whether it be just a friends with benefits situation or if you're marrying the person to be honest um and even even after it's the first initial question it should be a question i mean for women once a year when you go get your you know your your you go to the OBGYN and get your testing done you should be tested at least every year my first one was when I was 13. I went to a gynecologist for the first time. Um, my next one was when I stayed in a group home. It was mandatory. They took everybody for STD testing. As soon as you walked in the door, you went to the doctor. And, I mean, as a young teen, that is embarrassing to speak about. But I've always been kind of of the mindset, if you're too embarrassed to buy condoms, you're too embarrassed to have an STD test, you're too young to be doing these things. I That's just my opinion. You know, if you can't vocalize it, and protect yourself thoroughly, verbally, you can't really protect yourself physically. Absolutely. My first test was actually, um, no, I was, I was not smart, although I was not sexually active um, until I was 20. And my first STD testing and my first gynecological loveliness was when I found out I was pregnant with my son, who is now 15. Um, so it, you know, and I mean, a lot of girls and women are told, like, you don't need your first pap smear until you are, one, sexually active, or two, I think it's, what is it, over 21 now, or is it 25? I was told you're supposed to start getting them within the first couple years of getting your menstrual cycle. Yeah, I wasn't. As far as we knew, we were told that, you know, once you, it was when you were sexually active, and then once you become, um, or over a certain age, yeah, I mean, it, women are testing younger and younger with different things, and, you know, it's it's scary out there. But, I mean, I've been fortunate enough. I've never come up positive for anything, um, and I've had the full panel run on me. I am an autoimmune patient, so I have to be extremely, extremely careful with my health. So even something like COVID, when it goes around, like, I have to be very careful because... The odds of me catching it and getting extremely sick are very, very high. But, you know, when it comes to STD testing, don't be afraid to ask. No, Ask for the paper. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask to see it. Ask to see, you know, the everything. Because, like, they can print out something on a piece of paper from their computer saying, you know, that they're clean. Yeah, if it looks but, like something like a first grader, like, good penmanship award that, like, the first grade teacher printed out... Like, Johnny did good in school today. That's not it. Yeah. Have a clinic name on it. You know, there should be a name, number, address. Doctors, you know, at the header header at the top of that page. I mean, now I... 
and and okay, we're gonna go. Woo, oh my god! And I, like I said, I was young. I was stupid. I didn't think, and I basically lost my virginity because dude got me drunk. And when I say he got me drunk, I mean he got me so drunk that everything down there went numb. I didn't feel it, any of it. Well, I did yet later on. He, you know, I was sore. But um, when I did go get tested and everything, when I found out I was pregnant, I did have an STI. I ended up having chlamydia. And because I had been with the guy who got me pregnant, or the guy who took my virginity, another guy after him, and then the guy who got me pregnant, I wasn't 100% sure where it came from. I knew it came from one of them, because other than the three of them, I was (laughs) with no one. So, I was given the medication, I was cleared of it, I've been tested all the time since. Now, even if you're in a relationship with someone, if you're with them for one year, five years, ten years. Twenty-five. You still need to go get tested. Mm -hmm. And have them go get tested. Not because you're cheating, and not because you think they're cheating, but because it's a health thing. You, you want to make sure nothing's well, going to pop up. some things do lie in dormant. I mean, don't believe the toilet seat, um, seat excuse, which, you know, was something that went around years ago in the <clears throat> 90s where everybody's oh like, Oh my God, I remember that. I caught it from the toilet seat. No, don't believe that. You know, educate yourself, go to the doctors, get tested, get checked. Um, if something isn't right, it just bumps feelings. Get it looked at. Right. I mean, because it could be anything. It could be razor burn. <laughs> A little bit of witch right. hazel clears that up. I mean... But it could be something way worse. Oh, yeah. But you could have a situation like mine. And um, I I went... I had both of my children at this point. They both have the same dad. And him and I were still together at the time. And if he ever listens to this podcast, he's going to yell at me. But he knows I'm open and honest. And, well, he can yell at me all he wants to. Um, But he... He was not the most faithful of people with me at that time. He was going through some stuff. And I guess he ended up with some symptoms of something that uh, didn't feel too nice. (laughs) And he ended up going to the hospital for this. And, you know, then he called me. I don't know if he called called me from the hospital. I don't know if he called me the next day. I know it was daytime when he called me. And at the time, I had taken the kids and we had gone to Florida on vacation to visit my grandmother. We were staying down there for a month and we were two weeks in. Mm. So I still had another two weeks before I was coming home to where my doctors are. Well, I get that phone call and he said that it hurt to use the restroom and there was grossness coming out when he did. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Um, I'd be more descriptive, but I'm not trying to make anybody lose their breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Um, or their appetite in general, but yeah, it wasn't pretty, apparently, and it was painful. And he said that the doctor told him he had chlamydia. And they gave him the prescription and whatnot for it. And he turned around and he told me that it was my fault. Because I had had it when I was pregnant with our son, and he said that it could come back. Hmm. And I went, uh, it's not a chronic thing. This is, this is not one of the ones that doesn't go away. And he said, no, they said it can, blah, blah, blah. I tried to blame it on me. My aunt at the time worked at my OBGYN. She'd worked there for over 25 years. So I called her after I got off the phone with him and I asked her just to go double check with doctor and she did and she came back and she said no he's a moron once it's treated it goes away it is a big deal you you don't want to have it but if you do get it it there's a pill they give you a series of pills I think it is and it goes away come to find out my moron of an ex met a girl on a bus, and one thing led to another, and he he, he didn't ask the question. I mean, which <laughs> kind of leads into my next point. Consent. You know, at any point in any time, you can cut things off. You know, you could be mid-act, you could be 
just before an act. Okay, but don't Lorena Bob at it, please. Yeah. <laughs> don't actually cut it off. <laughs> Say, no, I'm not comfortable. This is not going to happen. You right. have that right. Absolutely. You in the middle of having sex and say, you know what? No, this needs to stop. And it needs to stop right then and there. You know, that is your right as a person to shut it down, man or woman. And I, I really think a lot of people think that, oh, well, we've gotten this far. I kind of have to. I'm obligated to. You're not. Don't. Don't let anybody tell you that you owe them anything. You don't owe anybody a damn thing in life. Except for the government. You owe them taxes. Sorry. Can't get around that. But you don't owe anybody anything sexually, ever. If you're uncomfortable, if it's painful, if you're not into it, something's wrong, you can tell them to stop. At any point you tell them to stop and they don't. And they force you to keep going. At that point, it's assault. Absolutely. And there are a ton of advocacy groups and everything. Reach out to them, you know. Reach out to law enforcement if you have to. Do what you have to do to protect yourself. Which comes down to my next point. You know, so often people are going on these internet dates. You're meeting people that you really don't know. First time dates. Meet in a public place. A very public place. Go there separately. Do not have them pick you up at your house. Meet them separately. And tell at least two or three people where you're going and who you're going to be with. Give them his phone number or his email address or his username. Screenshot a profile. Absolutely. Let, you know, that way someone knows this is who she was with. This is where they were meeting up. She took her own car. You know, this is where they were going. This is where they're going afterwards. Amber and I have each other on GPS. We use use Life360. I have her. I have another friend of mine. I have both of my kids. I have my mom. I, I mean, the next time I go down to visit my grandmother in Florida or if she decides to come up here at any point, I will be putting it on her phone as well so that she is linked into it and we can track where she is. But, you know, the great part about it is I've I've gone away and I've gotten messages from Kat's mom. What are you doing? Where are you at? What's going on? You're not in normal places. And that's because we've forgotten to tell her what was going on for, and, you know, whatever. And she gets worried. But, I mean, she's not even my mom and she's questioning, what are you doing? That's not where you belong. (laughs) It was where I belonged, by the way. (laughs) We forgot to update her. But, um, you know... There are advocacy groups on Facebook, on other social media things where it's really cool. What it is, is it's a lot of mothers, it's a lot of women, law enforcement, whatever. These are all women who have passed background checks and federal clearances, child abuse clearances and everything. And they volunteer their time. And it's literally to go pick kids up from school, um, kids that are in bad situations, maybe have been drinking, doing drugs, whatever. But it's also for women on dates or in risky situations, even if they're leaving a store and say, hey, listen, something isn't right. I don't feel comfortable. Right. These are women that'll show up. They'll come into the bar where you're at, where you're having the date and say, yeah, I need Laura. You know, we have a family emergency. I'm her aunt so-and-so. You know, you set up a scenario in advance. You tell them where you're going, where you're going to be. You set up a code word or situations. And these women come to the rescue. And I mean, you might get a whole van full of Karens, but you know what? If I'm in a bad situation, bring them on. Bring the flock. The whole flock. The whole neighborhood. I don't care. Oh, my God. Could you imagine having a whole bunch of cares walking into a bar, getting you out of a bad situation? I'd love it. Bring them on. Bring I, them on. The whole cares. That, that person would never do that to another person again. Let me tell you what. A whole group of cares. Oh, my God. Ooh. But these groups are absolutely amazing. And if you don't have one locally, start one. Set one up. I think they are absolutely beautiful. Because not only are you getting kids out of bad situations and giving them people to turn to and run to and talk to and work things out with. Right. You know, it's keeping them from drinking and driving. It's keeping young women getting in and out of stores safe. If you're leaving work and something doesn't seem right, you know, um, I talked about my one friend's mom who, you know, was working at a bar and this guy just was a little too clingy to her and... You know, kept coming around, coming around. Her car didn't start one night and come to find out, like, you know, he had messed with it. And he had offered to give her a ride home. She didn't take it. And, you know, it's situations like that where if something doesn't feel right, <clears throat> these women will come to your rescue. Absolutely. I mean, and, and some of the clubs and bars that have bouncers and whatnot, if you don't feel comfortable, you can ask to be walked to your car. You, if you, if you, 
Sorry, I'm drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, hydration! Um, If you don't feel comfortable, if you're... If you're out somewhere, like, even at the mall, and it seems like you're being followed by somebody, you can call 911, and, like, they will stay on the phone with you and send an officer out to escort you to your car in the parking lot, no matter what time of day it is. I mean, it's a huge issue with people who are, who would try to rob you. Sex trafficking is huge right now. So, Kat knows the story. I don't know if I've told you guys before, but I was at a local mall, and I'd been shopping for a while, and been in and out of several stores, and... I noticed this guy. Now, I haven't seen him once or twice, whatever, but I noticed him quite a few times. And something about it just didn't sit right with me. Um, So I went to a couple more stores. He followed me into all of them. And then I decided, you know what? Let me double back. So I doubled back into a couple of them, and he followed me into them. So at this point, I'm like, all right, you know what? It's not a coincidence anymore. Like, I'm definitely being followed. Like, there's no reason why he would have to go read back into some of the stores. Like, I went... Really a bizarre route through the mall at that point. Uh, I did call PD. And I said, listen, I said, this is what's going on. I'm being followed. Like, I would really like, you know, to stay on the phone with me while I go to my car. And she said, no, you know, stay in the food court. I'm going to have officers come to you. And she did. And I explained to them what had happened. I explained to them, like, you know, nonchalantly, like, hey, the guy's standing right over there. That's him. Um, So they started walking me down now. Where I parked, it's a very long hallway off the food court. And it was a very convenient entrance in and out because you didn't have to go to any of the anchor stores. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking down this long hallway with these two officers. And the one literally shoves me into the vestibule between two doors. The guy had followed us down the hallway. They pushed him up against the wall, asked him a whole <clears> bunch of questions. <throat> he, of course, denies everything. Well, they took me to my car, got me in my car, and followed me out of there. Now... Might it have been innocent? Probably not. I don't know. I I know my gut told me it wasn't. I know the fact that he was leaving the same time as me, went back to the same stores as I did. And hung out in the food court as well and didn't like, and he was within a vicinity where he could see you at all times. Yeah, it just, it wasn't okay. I know I walk into the food court and like... I go to where I'm going in the food court. I'm either going to look around and be like, all right, which food do I want to And this to was before, like, smartphones, so it wasn't really like, you know, <clears throat> he was playing on apps or anything, like... Yeah. This was a while ago. But I knew something wasn't right. I didn't feel comfortable, and I let somebody know. And thankfully, you know, these officers took it seriously, and they understood, and they made sure that I made it several lights away you know one two three four four lights away before they got out from behind me and i was able to get onto the highway and get out of there but they made sure i wasn't followed out yeah so and that's another thing they somebody might try and follow you if you feel like you're being followed don't go directly home go to the police station police station fire station Um, i mean depending on your town you might have 24-hour fire but not everyone does yeah. Not everybody has 24-hour fire in your mess. They might have volunteer stations. Right. I know we have volunteer stations, but there's a slim chance you may find somebody in one of ours. Yeah, there might be, but I mean, I definitely, I highly recommend you can go to one of the local hospitals or you can go to the police station. Yeah. And cause a ruckus. Cause a, sit in your car and slam on your horn or run inside. Do what you have to do to be safe. But if you do not feel <clears> safe, <throat> get attention. Get help. You know, don't pull into a dark, dirt road and do that kind of stuff because you're asking for problems. <laughs> but, you know, definitely be aware of your surroundings. It's so quick that things happen. It is. And it might be somebody that you know. It might be somebody you don't know. I yes. didn't know the guy. I wouldn't be able to pick him out of the lineup before that day. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a stranger. So, like, if you're knowledgeably meeting people and getting into any kind of relationship, whether it's from a dating site... Or you meet him at the grocery store and decide to go on a date with him or give him, like, your information. If you can, don't give him your phone number. Oh, absolutely not. Don't give him your phone number, your actual... Like, if you want to give him a Google number, give him a Google number if you have one. If you want to give him your Snapchat, give him your Snapchat. Also, be careful. Make sure you do not put your actual name on there. Use a screen name. Right. Um, Turn off your location on Snap. Absolutely. If you're going to have it on your regular phone, that's cool. 
But you might want to, if you're going to do that and invite strangers on there, turn off that location because they can see where you are. It might not be a, an exact location, but if I can find out a generalized location of where you are, there's a good chance if I sit in certain areas, I'm going to find you. Absolutely. And then I'm going to follow you back to your house. And you might have said something like, oh, best salad ever. If you're going to, you know, a location, there might even be one place around there to get salad. Right. You know, it's... Yeah. Be careful. Be careful if there are... If you have a restaurant that is not, you know, that you say is your favorite restaurant that is not in, like, every single town around you. Like, for example, Panda Express is one restaurant that I enjoy. There's only one in our area close by enough to where we can go and eat there. Mm-hmm. So if I turn around and say, like, oh, Panda Express, and I, this is, like, an every, say, for example, it's an every Friday thing, we go to, we go there, that that's our that's our Friday meal, and I'm posting that, I'm posting that, I'm posting that. That person's going to be able to find me every Friday. Exactly. And then follow me home or to wherever the, my next location is. So, you might not even realize. They might not even come into it. They might park the next parking lot over. And watch. Right. So, I mean, you definitely need to watch. You know, I mean, it's just like you tell your kids. Do not give out your personal information to strangers. Well, strangers I mean. Danger is still a thing. It really is. <laughs> and you know what? That, that's, it kind of brings up the whole, you know, as kids, you're told, don't tell anybody anything on the <laughs> internet. Don't get in strange cars. But here we are years later. Uber's. Like, right. We're literally telling the strangers where we live and how to pick us up and where to take us. Like absolutely. And I mean, honestly, there's one young man I met, um, and became friends with, and he he was a nice person. He wasn't a stalker or anything, but he did end up telling me he drove for Uber, um, after his day job. He would go do that for extra money. Well because of some issues or whatever with, I guess, his insurance or with, like, something. I forget what he said. He wasn't able to do it under his name, so he actually was doing the whole thing under his friend's name. That's terrifying. So it it would have come back to that friend, and then that friend would have had to be like, well, no, that wasn't me. My buddy uses my, you know, my name for, my thing, my information for Uber to do Uber and, like, the money just goes into an account for him and all that. But, you know, it's very... Well, I mean, that also comes down to, you know, when you go to meet somebody, do your research on them. Reverse image search. Mm Mm-hmm. Find out who you're really talking to. So often people lie on the internet. I mean, there's literally a show about it. Right. Call Catfish. (laughs) Um... Just do your research. If any time you're going to meet somebody, multiple parties, let them know. Download the app. Say, listen, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. If you don't hear from me by this time, this is what's going on. If you, if I text you with this, get me out of there. And, I mean, and you can send, like, a 911 through the app, I think, through 360. If, like, something's going on, I think there's some way you can send, like, a hint or a signal or something or you know i mean drop your location to your friend on snapchat and be like bloop and that'll be like that's how they know that they need to come get you and where you are or where you were last well and you know it's funny because a friend of mine and i were talking about an app specifically designed for teens and women in the situation we're making it a girlfriend's app where you know it doesn't come up with the screen looking like you would think it would and just, you know, having fake emergencies lined up or fake words or something lined yeah. up. Yeah. So that the person thinks it's just a regular conversation, but really you're signaling for help from somebody. You know, it shows on your phone, you know, you sent oh, out on a date or whatever. Really, it's coming up on their phone. Right. Date went bad. I mean, and if you, if you know, if, if anything, you know, have like a code word or a code phrase, like with Amber and I, and, and we're probably going to use this now because she's going to laugh. Amber has a food allergy. Amber's allergic to pickles. Now, I also have a food allergy. I am allergic, well, I technically have two if you want to get technical. I am allergic to fish and seafood, but I'm also allergic to mold, so no blue cheese for me. 
Now, oh, if we found out Rosewater with me recently, and Rose, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, something, something I could turn around and and say to Amber if I was in a situation would be, hey, don't forget to eat your pickles today. She's gonna be like, um, bitch, pickles kill me. Oh shit, I gotta go rescue cat. You know, or exactly. she could turn around and be like, hey, cat, how were those crab legs last night? Did you like them? And I can be like, oh shit, uh oh, mayday, mayday. Or we could do the opposite where she says, hey, cat, I ate a pickle. I'm going to be out my door and, like, rescuing her because I'm going to think she's going to go into anaphylactic shock before I even get there. I mean, you know? So, but you can, I mean, in any situation, you can vet the person that you're going to see. If they refuse to give you information of any kind, like, if they don't want to tell you where they live, even if it's just the city. They don't want to tell you how old they are. If they don't want to let you know, if like they don't want to tell you their phone number at all, ever, you know, or, you know, like you've been with them, been talking to them for a few months, you've been met up a few times, you know, or if they're immediately refusing to go meet you in a public place. If they refuse to meet you in a public oh, that, place... that is a major, major no. You do not meet with them again. You do not speak to them again. They get blocked, deleted, no more. Goodbye, adios, see you later. I'm one for, you know, everybody really does have that gut feeling. You know when something just isn't quite right. And it might have seemed like everything was butterflies and rainbows and stuff. But the second you get there, if you have that inkling, <clears throat> Fail. Fail. Do whatever you have to do. A lot of restaurants have what are called angel drinks. And it's normally posted in the bathroom where if you order a double purple martini, it means get me the manager and get me out of the back door. Or it might be a, um, hey, can I have a cherry something or something with extra this? That means call me a cab. Have somebody walk me to the door. Like, there's different versions of it to get you out the door. Whatever that restaurant's drink order is, take a picture of it if you have to on your phone. You know, do what you have to do. Um, One of the things that I always do when I get to a location, I let Kat know where I'm at. And I'll take a picture of the restaurant when I get there. It shows her where I parked, but it also shows her a timestamp of when I got there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times she'll, like, she'll get random pictures from me and she'll be like... Oh, okay, whatever. Be but like, I know hey. she'll know later on be when like, she goes back, she'll be like, oh, you, you know, actually, I do know where you were at 2 p.m. You were here because you sent me this. Yep, and it, it, and there's there, there are times where I'd be like, depending on where she goes, hey, bring me back this. Or try this and let me know how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the things that we'll do is we'll Absolutely. text each other. We're always in contact with each other. Hey, everything Okay. Haven't heard from you in a hot right. minute. And whenever you walk into anywhere, and, and this might be my, this, I mean, I, I, I get paranoid, so it's a thing with me, but know where every exit is, mm-hmm. know where to find a manager, know where, find the door for the kitchen. Because the best way to start a ruckus is for you to walk into that kitchen Because there's a bunch of staff members in there. And if you walk into the kitchen and you're not wearing the uniform and you don't have a hairnet on, they're going to be like, um, excuse me, you can't be back here. And if you turn around and say, I don't feel safe out there, they're going to, okay, come with us. And there's a chance that they're going to help you into the office. They're going to find a way, okay, did you bring your own car? How can we get you out of here? They'll have, there's a good chance that one of those guys in that kitchen that are working that stove will take his cigarette break to walk you around to a cab. Absolutely. I've worked in kitchens for years. I know Amber worked in a few of them. A lot of those guys are nice. A lot of those guys are sweethearts. And and another thing, and Amber's going to, she's going to laugh at me when I say this and she's going to attest to, if you're in a bar and you're having an issue with somebody, the person you're there with and like you need to get away from them, walk up to a biker. Oh, absolutely. Walk up to a man wearing a leather who looks like, you know, I mean, he got off a motorcycle. He's got all the Harley stuff. If he's got... The biggest, scariest man in there walk up to and be like, oh my God, how have you been? Lean in and whisper, I'm not okay. I am not safe. Because I guarantee him and his boys are going to stand you. 
they're going to stand behind you and do whatever they have to do to get you out of there. I mean, granted, some of them may or may not be that nice, but most of them are the nicest people in the world. They are absolute sweethearts. And, you know, a lot of bikers, they get they get a bad rap and they want to fix it. And that's one of the best ways to fix it. And they will surround you. Like, you will have a wall around you and you'll be like, oh, I'm so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> but walk up. I mean, especially if you see a group of people you haven't seen you know, anybody else around in a while. You feel like you're being followed or you need to get out of the situation. You're like, oh, my God, I'll be right back. Walk over to this group of people and be like, hey, say a common name. Jen, John, whatever. How have you been? Lean into one of them and say, I'm not safe. I need help. Play along. And I guarantee that group of people are going to be like, how have you been, sweetheart? Hey, hey, hon. And they'll play along. I mean, granted, you, you, you do that and you get a bunch of young college guys. They, 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 you, you, you might, you might have just got somebody's ass kicked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm firing EMS. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you I mean? know like my it, boys will rally. They it, will rally it, and rally it's, quick. It's, it's a thing. So, I mean, just, you know, make sure you're doing whatever it is you're doing and you're doing it safely. Because you have family, you have friends, these people care about you. Excuse yourself and say, I need to go to the bathroom. Slip a note to the waitress. There are a million ways out of it. But do not get in that person's car and leave with them. Don't do it. Yeah, bring your own car. Bring your own car. And if you don't have a car, get a friend to drive you. Have a friend drive you and have a set time that that friend's going to pick you up. Have your keys in your hand as you go to walk to the car and your cell phone out. And tell, that, tell your friend, hey, listen, I'm going to call you when I leave here. Call your friend as you're on the phone and announce, <clears throat> I'm walking to my car. Look around. Yeah, there's the guy in the parking lot. He's staring at me. It lets them know that you see them. You're on the phone with somebody. You've already got, you know, attention on you. Don't play stupid. Don't just put your head down and keep walking. No. Announce. Yeah, the guy at the end of the parking lot is staring at me. I'm watching him. Yeah, he's not moving. I'm going to my car. Even if you have to be on the phone with your phone, or or on the, oh oh, wow, (laughs) that was backwards and I'm not even drinking, on the phone with your friend and you literally have to say, hi, 911, yeah, this is, I'm heading to my car from such and such bar, this is what's going on, there's a man standing at the end of the parking lot, he's staring at me, he's been following me ever since, I am not safe, you have officers on their way, thank you so much. Uh, yes, I will stay on the phone with you until they get here. I literally do that until you get in the car and can take off. Because there's a good chance they're either going to hurry up and leave if officers are on the way. Or maybe it was innocent and they were just out there having a cigarette at the same time you decided to leave. And they were staring at you because, I don't know, you had the toilet paper stuck on your yeah, not everything is malicious, but if you don't but, feel comfortable, <clears throat> voice it. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up real quick, when I know I'm getting a little off topic with this, but when it comes to domestic violence, there was a thing going around on the internet that says, you know, dispatchers are trained if you order a pepperoni pizza to automatically single for police to come. That's not true. I was a dispatcher for years. That's not a thing. However, if you we're asking you questions and you were not answering appropriately... We are sending officers. Well, that whole thing with that pepperoni pizza thing was because that woman called and ordered a pepperoni pizza because she mm-hmm. wasn't safe. So there may be some new training out there that they're doing to to better um, I help actually with just that. Just on mine, and it's not part of it. But I mean, not necessarily the pepperoni but, pizza. No, but what we do is, you know, if you're not answering questions appropriately, one of the questions is, <clears throat> "Are you safe?" If you say no, is there somebody in the room? Yes, and you answer, you know, I do I do like extra cheese, thank you, or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, I know what's going on. Right, and that's and that's what that whole thing was about, was they were questioning her and she couldn't But so answer. many people thought that the pepperoni pizza yeah, I mean, was honestly, a thing. That's not, you be, know, just get help the best you can. Yeah, because it's online and it's out there that she did it that way to get out of that situation, abusers are going to look for that now. You know, um, entering your code in backwards at an ATM does <clears> not trigger police. That thing that went around for years. I remember that. That does not work. It doesn't trigger anything. It'll get you locked out of your account, though. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Probably get you. Uh, again, I worked at a bank for years. I've had several jobs. But no, I've I've literally been inside ATM machines. It doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> normally, after three to five failed attempts, depending on your bank settings, your card gets stuck inside the machine. Congratulations, it's ours. You got to come back during daylight hours to get it out. Um, 
Yeah. It, sorry. Like, it doesn't work. But these are good things to know. Like, you know, unfortunately, the internet lies so bad. It does. And it's with such good intention that people share these things around, but they're not life-saving things. No. I mean, it, it, do we wish there were easy ways to get help quick? Yes. But, honestly, you know, the, the first step to being safe is to know the situation you're putting yourself into, being safe about it and planning what you've got going on, and that way you're not so totally surprised in an unsafe situation and you have a backup plan to get out of it well i'm this is one of the things that i really it's slightly off topic but it's not um yeah i travel i travel a lot i go internationally a lot a lot of countries are not safe they're not women friendly um even if they are there's predators there just like they are here you know, if you do not know the political climate that you're going into, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. You really are. I highly, 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 highly suggest these couple real quick tips. Um, whenever you're planning a trip, look into the political climate, look into local events and what's going on in the region that you are staying. Know by heart your advocacy for your country of origin. So for us, the U.S. Embassy is <clears throat> at, and I will memorize couple days before over and over again where my embassy is in that country because if i get turned around i get lost i get stuck something happens my passport gets stolen i need to get to my embassy because that's my best shot of going home so my embassy is ingrained in my head i also always send my full travel itinerary even booked restaurants to at least two different people if i'm traveling with other people i have two emergency contacts for them who also have their travel itinerary. So if there is ever an event, say I'm traveling internationally with Kat and Kat has an allergy that maybe we didn't know about or she breaks a leg or takes a traumatic fall, I know who to get in touch with. I know how to get home to her. I know who like who to call. Those individuals will have her medical information and everything that I need to relate to the doctor. I don't need that personally. I need to make sure whoever I contact for her is able to get it to me. You know, um, when it comes to traveling internationally, I need to know that you have all your documents, that you know where we're going, and somebody else knows where we're at. It is so easy to go missing internationally and just vanish into the world. And I know that might sound stupid to some people. Oh, well, they've got cameras here and there. No, a lot of places are not like the U.S. They aren't. And security cameras are far between and police are corrupt. I mean, honestly, if you really wanna, if you really wanna think about it, a lot of us have seen um, that one movie. And I just had the, I just had it off the top of my head, the one where he's the, you know, um, the one guy is like a spy or something, and he pretty much says, "I will hunt you down," and yeah. all that. That movie, where he, you know, his daughter goes on vacation with her friend. They go overseas. He's not able to go with her. And they meet these guys. And they end up going off with these handsome, charming young men. And they end up getting, it basically, sex trafficking. They end up getting kidnapped. And look at Yeah. This young woman, beautiful, senior trip, went to a bar one night. And that was it. That's all. They, like, you know, she left with these... Seemingly nice local guys. And nobody has seen her since. And it happens. It happens so many times. And her mother was amazing. And so was her father. To get her name out there and put everything on blast the way they did. So that her name became a household name. But unfortunately so many families don't do it. They don't know how to do it. They can't do it. And these these this happens and these girls are never found. I mean not even. Some of them may be found once they're they've been killed. But. A lot of them are not even their bodies. They're never seen or heard from again. And it's absolutely terrifying. I mean, you literally disappear into... And I mean, think like about... Literally a black hole of... Think about the things that these people could do to you. Like, watch those movies and think about the things. Because a lot of the times, what they're going to do to you in those movies is nothing compared to what they're actually doing to these girls in real life. And to think all you really need to do is plan smart. 
you know, do your research. If you're going to book a restaurant or something, do it through a travel agency. They know the safe places to go. If you're on a cruise, they'll tell you, you can go to the side of the island. Don't go on that side. When they tell you don't do it, don't do it. If somebody says, hey, I got to talk to you about something. No, you don't. I don't know you. <clears throat> Be loud. Be loud about it. Yell, I don't know you. They'll go away. You don't always need to be, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Or, oh, what can I do? How can I help you? No, I don't know you. I'm not from here. You need to leave. Get attention. Make a scene. Be a Karen. Do what you got to do. But, you know, traveling internationally is just like dating here. Make sure people know where you're at. Make sure you know where you're at. Make sure you know a safe way out. And make sure you stay in contact with somebody and have a time and date. When I travel internationally, Kat knows she will hear from me every single day. I did. I did hear from her every single day. And she told me funny stories. She saw, she, she missed the dolphins because she fell asleep on the big round chair thingy. And she missed the dolphins. Kat gets literally pictures from every place I travel to when I'm international. You got some really pretty pictures the last time you went. <laughs> yeah, I really did. Um, but photography is a hobby of mine. But I, I, part of the reason why I send them is because they're geotagged. And if she goes into them and she clicks on them, she can see exactly where I was at what time. Now, some of you might be like, all right, well, what good is that? Well, if I go missing, it's one hell of a head start for the cops. It's one hell of a head start for anybody to say, all right, well, we know she was okay at this time. We yeah. know she was okay at this time. We know she was here. Like, take, you have, take any, when, when you, before you do anything, take a photo of what you're wearing that day. Shirt, pants, shoes, sunglasses, jewelry, mm-hmm. anything. Everything you are wearing, take a photo of it. Send it to a couple different people. Number one is geotagged. Number two, that's the last thing you were wearing when you went missing. That's, that's what they're looking for you to be wearing at any other point. We went, we went to the pet store today to get, to pick up something. I have a, I have a pet snake and we were getting him food and some other things. And we're standing there and I was talking to a friend of mine who works there and the three of us are standing there and this lady is like calling for her child and doesn't know where her child is. And there's a couple of kids who ran up the aisle past us and like went up to this one um, little upper level thing. And there's a bunch of fish tanks up there, so wasn't really a good idea for them to be running around up there. But whatever, not, not my kids. But I, you know, I, I saw where they were. I saw them, and I said to the lady, I was like, orange shirt? Because she was calling what I thought was a boy's name, but you never know anymore. And I didn't, you know, I saw the little girl, but I only saw, like, the curly hair. And I didn't see what her shirt looked like. It was pink. But the boy had on, the boy was bigger, I could see him clearly, and he had on an orange shirt. So I said, I was like, are you looking for, you know, because, you know, orange shirt? And she was like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they were, I don't know what he was wearing, I don't know what he's wearing. Know what, it, and if you're a parent, know what your freaking kid is wearing. Well, you know, I, when we used to go to Disney all the time in a big group, we would have a color of the day. And it might be neon green, it might be orange, it might be pink. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Everybody's wearing it. That is our color for the day. Boys might wear, like, more of a red shade, but, you know, I whatever. mean, and that's what schools did. They would get the t-shirts with, that would be their school color, and it mm-hmm. would have their printed school name on it. And that's what everybody had to wear every single day they went out. It's a good idea. I mean, but everyday life is a little different. No, but, but if you're planning a specialty trip to a theme park or something right. like that, you know, play smart. I, Pinterest is a big thing. You know, there's so many travel ideas on there. But, I mean, I snap a cat all the time. I send her pictures all the time. So, <clears> if I'm getting ready to go out, a three-second selfie in the mirror might mean whether or not I come home. You know, it's geotagged. She know where I was at at that exact moment. An hour later, I might send her the restaurant I'm eating at. She knows where I ate at. You know, she's going to have the majority of my day. And it's so funny because our boss often comes to her and goes, oh, how's Amber's trip going? Kat's like, wait, hold on. Let me see. Okay, so today she had this. Then she ate this. Then she went here. Oh, look, look. This is her petting. I don't know if that should be pet. I don't know what animal that is. Like, she'll, she'll show her, but she has an entire, <laughs> like, catalog of what I've done. And it's not me being snobby or anything. It is literally 
a geo set, a geotag set of what is going on. It's also helping me vicariously have a vacation, too, as well. Because <laughs> for some reason, every time I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on vacation this summer. I have a week of vacation now. Yeah, it doesn't happen. But, you know, it, it's like I said, it's the same thing as dating. Make sure you know who, where, when, and why, you know? Right. Yeah. But when I mean, it comes down to even things that you're going to do, ask questions. You know, when we are talking about kinks and fetishes in the next couple episodes, um, ask the how. How do we plan on doing this? How is this act going to take place? How right. do you know how to do this? How long have you been doing this? You know, how many partners have you had? How many dominants or submissives have you had? What are you into? What type of relationship do you want it to be? Because there are some where it is a 24-7 thing. And then there are some where it is only in the bedroom and various stages of in between that. This is not a black and white world. Absolutely the, not. It, there are so many varying shades of gray that we're learning about that overlap each other in certain places. Oh, and, and unexpected places too. It's definitely very unique. But I mean, not only when you're asking how, you know, ask about your concerns, voice your concerns. And with the whole world of concerns and staying safe, Come the safe word, which the safe word is not just a single word. It's not. It can be if that's what you choose for it to be. And it's also going to be based on your experience level. And I'm going to tell you a lot of these these people who are in this world are not going to be okay with just having one. No. And here's the reason. There's different types of emergencies. Um, there's different types of problems. So you might have something where it's getting very intense, but you want to you might want to reassure down. them. Right, you want to you're we're doing okay. good, but let's slow the pace. Right, or you're doing good. I'm enjoying this. Keep going, especially if it's something you've never tried before. Okay. If you get into something that you've never tried, you, you may have tried it before. You may not have, and then, I mean, a lot of the, this world is pushing your limits. To see where, you know, what you can be comfortable with and you can push your limits more and more each time. But if you're getting to your limit and you're, you're, they're pushing you a little bit further than you're normally okay with or that maybe you're not feeling it that day, you can use that next safe word, whichever it is, if it's a color, if it's a, if it's a word, a drink, a whatever. And we've been referring to this as our yellow or amber word. You know, this is your slow down we're getting to my limits. Things aren't. Yeah, maybe maybe let's let's take a turn on to something else, and a lot of them will maybe switch up what they're doing, or you know how they're doing it, or switch up which toy they're using at the time. Exactly, and then there's the big word, which is your <clears throat> red word. That is your stop. Yes. Yo, your stop should mean just that. Everything comes to a stop. Yes. And at that point, you're going to start the, you know triage basically of what the events are right are you You okay physically mentally emotionally what is wrong you're you're gonna start that taking care of situation where you're like all right let's get you know like a bottle of water to a cup of tea let's let's get comfortable sit down we kind of talked a little bit before we started this episode and one of the things we mentioned was triggers somebody might say something that might trigger you emotionally physically mentally To get you to suddenly shut down where you no longer want this event to happen, safe word it. Absolutely. Safe word it and then evaluate the situation because if you can't have a conversation with this person, you can't sit down and talk to them and explain to them what put you to that place and they start guilt tripping you, this is not the person for you to be with. Honestly, if they start guilt tripping you, they're not a true dom at all. They're, They're really not. You know, a lot of, a lot, and, and that's a problem too. You need to make sure they're a real dominant in the world and they know what they're doing. Because if they don't, that safe word of any kind is not going to mean a damn thing to them. Exactly. But, you know, you might even have a special word for a medical emergency versus an emotional emergency. Absolutely. Emotional emergencies can just be as bad as physical ones. And these words can be used in the bedroom, in regular life, out in you know in your house. They can also be used in public. Mm-hmm. They can get you out of parties and situations where maybe you're overcome by anxiety. You know, Kat and I both have social anxiety issues where we very easily become agitated and overwhelmed. 
And we both lash out when we get to those points where we are just too much stimuli. I'm done. I'm done. And some people might be like, oh, she's just hangry. No. Don't let them blame it on your hormones or anything else. If there is something that emotionally triggered you, you were triggered for a reason. I mean, there's a good chance if you ever, if you ever, if you ever figure out where we live, who we are and all that, and you ever see me in the grocery store, I will have headphones in and I will either be on the phone with Amber, because I talk to Amber a lot, one of my children, if not her, um, or I've got music on. Absolutely. And I can't hear you. Don't, don't talk to me because I can't hear you. If you need to talk to me in that situation... Make sure you're in front of me and you get my attention and indicate that you want to talk. I'm waving at the microphone like you're in front of me. <laughs> I mean, if you have to get in front of me, do like the inflatable hand dance, like that wavy guy right. at the car dealerships. I will be like staring at you going, what, what, what is this? What is this? Stay my name. Get my full attention. Or, I mean, if, if I've got headphones in, tap your ear and like indicate to me like, hey, dumbass, take your head. Oh, sorry. My bad. What happened? Because <laughs> cause that'll happen. Like, I've had it done. People have been in this or trying to, and they've said something to me, and I'm, like, off in la-la land going, what the hell else do I need? And they're talking to me, and I, I don't realize, and then I look at them, and their mouth is moving, but there's no words coming out, and then I go, oh, my bad. Exactly. Do you need something? I don't work here. <laughs> like, what I do. <laughs> what I do. I mean, for me, though, you know, when it comes to anxiety whether it's in the bedroom or socially or whatever, I don't always recognize it as anxiety. I think a lot of people have that issue um, as well. It, it might start off as an agitation. Yep. And I might snap. I might get very short-tempered with you. And I know Kat and I have done long shopping days before. And she'll see me. I'll do it. I'll just, I'll get very agitated. We'll both get there and then we'll snap at each other. And then it's one of those moments where we kind of look at each other and we're like, we don't do that. Ready to go home? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I was ready before we got here. (laughs) But sometimes it's, you know, a matter of recognizing that in your partner, recognizing in your friend or in a social situation of why are you reacting this way? I mean, there are days where I am so overwhelmed, you might see me close to tears. And it's nothing to do with you personally. It might not even be something you said. It might just be the one extra thing on my brain broke the camel. Like, my poor little hamster couldn't handle any more paperwork for the day. (laughs) He was done. Um... But Kat will recognize a lot of times when I get to that point. And I'll see when she's getting to that point where we're both just... We're done. And I'll be like, all right. Too much? I hide it a little bit better than Amber does, but it's what happens when you grow up in a family where you're raised by older generations that are, that, you know, we don't show emotion generation, and you learn to lock it up. I'm a little bit more out and about with it now than I was, but... But, you know, don't be afraid to... Stop and evaluate yourself. And you might not even realize it, but people around you might. And there are days where she'll literally look at me mm-hmm. and she'll be like, had too much? I'll be like, yeah, nap time. And she'll be like, okay, all right, let's shut down whatever it is that's stimulating you and we'll come back to it later. Same thing with her. Like, hey, um, we get a little cranky here. Do I need to feed you or do you need a nap? <laughs> like, which one do you need? <laughs> Sometimes it's both. <laughs> but... It, It's anxiety. It's sometimes you're just so overwhelmed by everything going on. You need to stop and reset. And that is very much something that can happen. So, I mean, regardless of what your anxiety is, what your trigger is, and it might not even be something you recognize initially. It might be something you need to verbalize and walk through a couple times. Absolutely. And your your partner, whoever they are, whether they are dominant or not in that world at all, whoever you're with, and you, you know, the people closer on should be aware of these things, especially if you are getting into a dominant submissive relationship. You both should be aware of any and all triggers. You both, if you've had a traumatic experience sexually, emotionally in your life, if you were physically abused, physically assaulted, if you were raped, if you witnessed rape, if you were molested, any of it. 
no matter how old you were when it happened, no matter what the situation was, no matter how much therapy you've had and how good you think you are with yourself with it and how much you think you've healed and gotten over it, that needs to be brought up to the person you are engaging in this stuff with. Because if you get triggered, there's a good chance they're going to blame themselves. And that makes a trigger for them as well later on in any other relationship they get into. Or it could make them afraid to do more things with you at all. It might end your relationship. I mean, definitely vocalize and do not ever let somebody guilt trip you. And just because you're willing to do something with partner A does not mean you're willing to do it with another partner. You know, some things take years of trust and building up to get to. Right. And just because, yeah, I've engaged in this act before, does not mean you're willing to A, do it again, or B, do it with this particular person. Right. And that particular person might do it differently than the, another person. And honestly, different people have different levels of strength and different levels of what they enjoy. If you get with someone who is a sadist, a sadist enjoys inflicting pain. They may not realize all the time if they get into too far into dom space that they are going a little overboard. And I mean, this is not meant to lecture anybody. This is meant to enlighten. It's it's meant to encourage you to research, 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 know, have knowledge, ask questions, have dialogues, have conversations. Get the numbers, get the truth. Be open, be honest. You know, I'm. it's very important to do all this before you engage in even trying to start a relationship. Every person that I have ever talked to about this with. And, I mean, if if you like TikTok, like Amber and I like TikTok, and I'm holding up my phone like an asshole, so I'm going to show it to Amber. Woohoo, my phone. <laughs> there are several people on TikTok that are in this world that I absolutely, I find fascinating and would actually like to meet and have conversations with both submissives and dominants that share their experiences. Some of them have link trees, um, and I'm about to plug somebody and you know, I mean, Hey, Hey, um, hi, be our friend. If you ever hear this, I don't think you will, but whatever. Um, the, one of the ones I listen to is his, his handle on TikTok is, um, at call me sir J. He's got a link tree in his bio on his TikTok as well as on his Instagram. And his link to his Instagram is also on his TikTok. And he literally has this long, very organized chart. List. Um, it kind of almost looks like a spreadsheet kind of dealio, like the way he's got it done. That, you know, it, it has links to FetLife, the BDSM test, and a lot of different research material. There is another one um, that uh, that is on there. She is a submissive, and I don't know the, her name off the top of my head. She does a lot of the funny, the really funny, um, kind of like, I'm going to trigger my dom because, you know, as a brat kind of situation where, she, you know, he's like, oh, leave my dinner on the stove, and she, like, literally gets up on the stove and sits on the stove kind of situation. She's she's so funny. I love her to death. She's adorable. She's beautiful. Um, and I can't think of her name. If I if I do think of it, I will plug it somewhere in here because she deserves she deserves to be watched. Um, and then I also watch Repairman 67 and I know a lot of there there's controversy with him because there was some issues that he had and people were going after him and he lashed out at them and whatever. I don't know the whole situation. I just know that people were assholes to him for sharing his own personal views. Which we will get into that. That's part of we are going to get into that. And, and, you know, one thing I do want to say about us. These are our opinions. They absolutely they are ours and ours alone. And if you don't like them. Bye. (laughs) That's your opinion. We agree to disagree. Don't come at us because we're going to ignore you. You don't exist. I might give you a good fight, but, I mean, the reality of it is, all we're telling you at this point, do your research, get your stats before you engage with somebody, find out who they really are, be safe about where you meet, be safe about where you're going, be safe about what you do, ask the question, how many partners, how long, what have you been doing, where have you been, who are you really, what do you do for a living, know as much as you can and send it to your buddy, because 
I will tell you right now, I am like a CIA expert when it comes to researching people. Oh my god, she really is. Was <laughs> that 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 YMCA thing is hilarious. I I will tell you, I will get the background information on somebody, and I will figure out what it is. I mean, we if you meet up with somebody, don't be afraid. Casually take a picture of their plate, sweetheart. I will delete it later. But if I'm gonna go missing, huh, my friends are coming. <laughs> She, she CIA'd something for me, and she knew that she got this, she had this person's first, middle, and last name, previous addresses, at least two of them, current address, his father's full name, his mother's full name, his grandmother's full name, his aunt's full name, his full name, first, middle, and last, the birth month and year, like, his phone number his previous phone number his dad's phone number his dad mom's and his email addresses you know we i got skills (laughs) (laughs) we knew things that i knew the firehouse he belonged to and his rank play with me like i I mean on and he he had no idea we knew this stuff that's why i tell you do not give your gosh darn phone number out (laughs) like that is one way that they can find you but honestly, I didn't even use his phone number, to be honest with you. I've got other ways. And at this point, I didn't know his last name. This was before I knew what his last name was, and she still found all of this information. I'm magic like that. So if she can do that, anybody can do it if they really want to. So please be careful. Always, always be safe. And you know what? If you're not comfortable in any manner, speak up. And don't be afraid to make a scene. Don't be. If you need that badly to get out of a situation, be loud. Because somebody with foul intent is going to panic. They are going to panic if you start acting up. Because mm-hmm. if you draw attention to yourself, they can't do what they want to do because people are watching. Exactly. And believe me, I am not above causing a scene. If you call me as your emergency to get you out of somewhere and they start arguing with me, oh, <laughs> all right, you want to play it that way. I will literally stand on a chair and scream at the top of my lungs. I don't want you here. You need to leave us alone. We are trying to leave. You are a problem. You need to stop. I will scream what my problem is. And I guarantee you there will be a manager over there within 10 seconds. I can guarantee you everybody in that restaurant is going to know what happened and and that you are a scumbag. Don't put it past us to do this in a public place. Oh, like I will. A very I public, very fancy, very fancy restaurants. Like I we, will stand on a chair and make a scene if I have to. What we, are you going to do? You're going to call cops? Please, officer, escort me to my car because I was trying to get away and this person would not let me leave. They were trying to keep me. They were trying to keep my friend. We were uncomfortable. We were trying to leave. They would not let us depart from the place and they would not let us do so in a safe manner. I did what I had to do. You are here now, so thank you very much. And we do not want to establish or be at this like establishment anymore. Thank you. Escort me to my car now. I did not break any laws. I did not break any rules. I did, however, teach that person a very valuable lesson about how to treat people. Because I will cause that scene. <laughs> I do not care. If it means your safety, oh, please. Yep. I am worse than a Karen. I am a dragon. <laughs> like I, I will light that place up. <laughs> Believe me. Literally light it up like flashing red and blue lights everywhere because they will not just call one cop. (laughs) They will send a whole SWAT team in for the scene that I will cause. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But if that means your safety, then that means your safety. And like I said, get in touch with these advocacy groups. Start winning your own town. Background check people and make sure that they are safe before you obviously let them go and pick people up. Um, But once you get this good group going, you know, work with the police in your township and... Let them know, like, listen, this is a group out there. We're safe where everybody is checked and double-checked and background cleared, and we're here to help. We're here to help. I mean, if that means one kid isn't drunk driving, somebody gets home safe, a girl isn't molested, or a boy, you know, somebody isn't bullied or something doesn't happen tragically, then congratulations, like, you're a hero. And that's all we ask. Everybody gets home safe. Like, that's it. That's the only thing that we want. Consensual, safe sex. And... One last thing before, you know, we really end this on the term of consent. When it comes to age filters and stuff like that, you know, there are so many ways young people can look older, older people can look younger. Just because they showed you a picture does not mean it's recent. Just because they say they're 18 doesn't mean they're 18. Right. I mean, you guys have all heard my son. My son is 15 years old and he's been on this podcast, uh, especially if you listen to... um, 
SCP. SCP. I, it was my letters were backwards. I think I went to select it for a hot minute. Um, if you listen to that episode, he's on that episode. I have been told that he sounds like a grown man. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't quite look like a grown man at certain times, but honestly, once he starts growing facial hair. You're not going to know the difference. No, you're not. My daughter's 12. She's taller than me. She is 5'5". Five five. She is taller than me. But, I mean, even you, you have a very young face. You could pass as, you know, late teens. I've been told that I look like I'm 16 sometimes. I get carded every time I go into the gro- like to the liquor store, every time I go into a bar to get a drink. I get carded all the time. I don't. I have a resting D face. And, so. and I mean, guys, I'm 36. 1984. Okay? I'm 36, but I look 16. My daughter is 12. She looks just like me. I could walk into their middle school and pass for a student, and no one would know the difference. I almost just said my age, and I almost said it wrong. Oh, womp womp. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, <laughs> happy birthday, Miss Amber. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to say I'm 33, but I'm not anymore. Oh, dagger to the heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am 34, but I'm often told that I look like I'm in my 20s. Um, I get told that a lot at work. I get told that a lot, like, in social media and stuff. And people are like, wait, you're how old? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're not over 30. And I'm like, oh, bless your soul. <laughs> I mean, I've had people, I've had a few people say, and I'd be like, all right, well, I would prove it, but that would involve showing you my driver's license, and that picture is fugly, and it has my address on it, so no, sir. But, I mean, the fact that she looks like she's in her teens, the fact that I apparently passed for her in my 20s, and I'm okay with this, by the way, I'm very much okay with it, just because you can't tell her really just doesn't mean other people aren't doing the exact opposite. You know, you see these young girls that do these makeup tutorials, and they go from 10 or 11 to 18 real quick. You don't know. Find out for sure. Know right. what you're doing. Like... And speaking of that whole, you look like you're in your 20s and I look like I'm in my teens, that's some really freaky, like, mommy-daughter porn right there. Ooh. That's a fetish and a half. We will get into that very soon. You might want to note that one. (laughs) Okay, so, that ends our lecture. (laughs) That's not a lecture. (laughs) Um, That ends our encouragement on being safe and why you should be safe and... If we ever find you in a situation where you're not safe and you've heard of this podcast and you tell us you've heard this podcast, we will lecture you at that point. You will get the full mom lecture. I, I will stand there and talk for hours and ask Amber. I will go over and you know what? So. Uh, speaking of mom lectures, if you honestly have questions, maybe you're young, maybe you're older. I don't really care. You've got a question. You're afraid to go ask mom or a friend. Hit us up. Yep. We'll find you the answer. We'll find you some help. We'll figure out what you need. 13th Gatekeepers at Yahoo.com. 13th Gatekeepers on on Instagram. Absolutely. And by the way, speaking of that, um, we are going to have some merch out coming soon. So um, that's going to be a thing that we will link eventually into the Instagram. But um, oh, we're thinking about doing it Patreon style, though. We, we, we're we playing we're around with sure. a couple things, but, you know, you guys have been absolutely amazing. We've gotten nothing but really positive feedback. So thank you guys so very, very much. And um, we're going to get into the wonderful, fantastic fandom of fancy fetishes. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're right, locking up the gates for well, this moment. This part of the gate. <laughs> yeah, we got to prepare. For, we, we've got to lock up for a minute, and then we are reopening very shortly. All right, you guys. See you in a second. (laughs) Bye. Bye.